Do you have but people in your business? You know, the ones that seem to turn a positive into a negative with a simple but. While there is a science to optimism, infusing it into your business couldn't come at a more important time. And you could start by simply asking your staff, what makes you optimistic? From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. Are you a glass half full kind of person or glass half empty? Well, for business leader and former barrister and politician, Victor Purton, the glass is always full to the brim. Known as the optimistic leader, Victor was a Victorian state parliamentarian for 18 years, Victorian government commissioner to the Americas and G20 advisor. Today, he's a board member at Yarra Valley Water, foundation of the Australian Leadership Project and director of the Centre for Optimism. As many businesses face some of their toughest times, thanks to COVID-19, Chris Ashmore asks Victor whether there's any room at all for optimism. There's room for optimism and there's room for empathy and sympathy. I mean, we all know people who've died or people who've been very sick. And so we've got to understand that there are people in grief. There are people in fear. The news on the radio and television has been all about creating an environment of fear, if you like, a scoreboard of death. So we've got to understand that as well. But The definition of optimism that we use at Centre for Optimism is the one that Harvard and Stanford and Oxford use, which is an expectation that good things will happen and, importantly, that things will work out in the end. So many people are needing to stay tough in the face of their revenue drying up, people being put out of work. There's an unknown number of businesses that won't reopen. But that's, in fact, the normal cycle of life. I think the survival rate of micro-businesses and small businesses is around 40% over five years. So we've actually got an Australian business community that understands this stuff. And then on the other hand, I mean, there are businesses that have never been busier. People in cleaning, crowd control, medical services, strategy advisors. I mean, 80% of businesses are rewriting their strategies. Remote work experts, mental health experts, IT, comms. So Is there room for optimism? Yes, and I'd say it's a necessity. There's a lot of uncertainty at the moment and whether JobKeeper continues or whether there's going to be a second wave of coronavirus. How do you maintain the optimism when the future looks so uncertain and even perilous? Optimism is good for business because it's good for you. Harvard, the US military, Boston University released a report last year that said that optimism is the most important trait for healthy longevity. You want to live to 85 and be healthy, optimism is the trait to be fostered. The US College of Cardiology in the Mount Sinai Medical System, big study, 200,000 people over several decades. Optimism is the most protective factor against heart disease and the greatest predictor of recovery from heart disease. And so some of the stuff that people can do is just simple. Smile. It's so easy to forget to smile, but the person working at the counter, the person answering the phone, smiling at the customers, smiling at staff, so easy, but so easy to forget. And then laughter. 
that ABC in Australia now has a comedy channel and they've got a stand-up comic every evening. Just laugh. Tell jokes. Really important is turn down the news. You know, business essentials is a much better thing to listen to than that scoreboard of death that's become the news all day. Listen once a day, listen twice a day, but don't get yourself down by doing it. Um, Express gratitude. More thanks than sorry. And whether it's sending someone an SMS or an email for a good turn or maybe in the evening turning your mind back to someone who did something good for you 20 years ago and touching base with them. Greetings. I don't say how are you anymore. Because in Australia, when you say, how are you, mm-hmm. 65% of people answer with not bad or not too bad. <laughs> wasted question, wasted answer. So the experiment I'd offer to your listeners is today, when you meet someone, don't say, how are you? Ask, what's the best thing happening for you? Now, you might use different expression. That's my expression. What's the best thing happening for you? But they'll stare at you. They'll say, oh, oh no one's ever asked me that before. And They'll actually give you a really good answer. The American military use a device called your best possible self. So you sit down with a piece of paper, 15 minutes, just write and think about yourself in one year or five years or 10 years and just write for 15 minutes. What are you going to look like at that time if you're your best possible self? Mm. And optimism can be infectious, can't it? Pessimism too, I suppose. But how can you cull the pessimism and promote optimism in your team and the people around you? Yeah, this is very, very important because all you need at the table is one pessimist, one person aching to say, but, and that brings the whole team down. And and Australia has a lot of people who, who want to use the word but, and our regulators, our corporate regulators have created an environment where negative risk is king and opportunity is often ignored. So the first thing I say to people is ask yourself the question, what makes you optimistic? Remembering that optimism is not everything being great. Optimism is a belief that things will work out in the end. And then the next part of promoting optimism in your team and the people around you is experiment. Ask your spouse, ask your partner, ask your children, ask your parents what makes them optimistic. And then the team. So if you've got a regular team meeting or even an irregular team meeting, tell the folks who are going to join you that at the next meeting you're going to ask them what makes them optimistic. So don't jump them, don't surprise them, let them know it's going to happen. But when it happens, go around the table slowly. This is not a a fast meeting, it's a good meeting. And don't restrict it to work. And you will learn so much about your people. And then the last thing is, is that pessimist at your table? Now, I had an Australian billionaire tell me I never have pessimists around my table. I can hire them by the hour from law firms and accounting firms. (laughs) But not everyone's got that choice. So if you've got that butt person around the table, can you turn them around somehow? Can you give them a project for instance, to go out and find the best stories of hope and optimism from amongst your workforce or get them to ring around the clients and four or five clients and share those stories with the rest of the team. There's a lot of science to this and it's not easy to explain in a couple of minutes, but the fundamental thing I'd like your listeners to remember is that question. 
what makes you optimistic? And Megumi Miki, the leadership author, said to me when I asked her that question, she said, Victor, just in asking that question, you have lifted me. (laughs) You're known as the uh, optimistic leader, Victor. I I think under the word optimism in the dictionary is a picture of yourself. (laughs) How do you keep yourself so optimistic? I reflect on history and the history of my family. So my paternal grandfather, my father's father, led an adventurous life but ended up being tortured to death by the Soviet invasion of Lithuania. And my grandmother was sent to the Gulag for over a decade. And although she ended up outliving communism, so she was a a model of optimism. My maternal grandparents and my parents lived through the World War II destruction of Northern Europe and survived that and came here for a better life. And then my father died when I was very young and my mother worked three jobs to put my sister and me through school, but with lots of great moral support and practical support from our very Aussie neighbours next door and across the road. So for me, I don't worry too much. The normal anxieties of life, I'm now 60. You've gone through a lot of anxieties and worries and now I start to understand that that's just the norm. I meditate. I love meditation. I've recorded some really good meditations. I talk to people a lot. People will know of Bill George, the author of True North. When I asked him what makes him optimistic, he said to me, it's being surrounded by positive people. And then I make a real habit of greeting strangers with a smile. And the science says it makes them feel better and it makes me feel better. Well, I don't need the science to tell me that. That was Victor Purden. Business Essentials Daily is a Sound Cartel podcast, executive produced by Heather Dawson, produced by Nick Schilberger, Chris Ashmore and myself. Technical production by Pete Letts and Belinda Trimboli. I'm Nicole Goodman. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you more B-Daily next week. Sound Cartel.